How's the breeze and welcome back. For those of you who are first time listeners, my name is Dion and I'm joined by my partner Sinead. In this part, we cover the exciting sport that is MotoGP and all the fun stuff that may come with it. Thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode. The response and feedback we received from you guys is absolutely awesome. So sit back, relax, while we try and wrap our heads around this crazy, crazy weekend that was Argentina. So Sinead, welcome back. Um, how does it feel being semi-podcast famous? Well, the key word being semi is important because we are not famous. Having like 63 viewers and maybe possibly never again after this week, we never know. Yeah, well, luckily at this stage, it's still listeners and not viewers yet. How do you feel about going to YouTube? Are you ready to, to for people to see us? What do you think? Yes, and they would love to see our MotoGP dog that we have dressed up in just Katie and Brad Bunder merch. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we won't do that to you guys, we promise. We really have the faces of radio, like they say. So we'll just stick to the to the voice recordings for now. No YouTube yet. So, Shanae, before we get to the racing part of it... Chat to us a little bit about Argentina. It's a beautiful country out here and you have some fun facts about it. Not a lot of facts and I don't know if they're fun, but well, what I've just learned is that they have like one of the largest broken waterfalls in the world, which is quite cool. Broken waterfall? I have never heard of that. Could just educate me on what's a broken waterfall, do you know? So it's like a natural wonder and it's located on the border of Argentina and Brazil. So it's offering like beautiful views from both sides with a total of 275 individual waterfalls spreading over two miles. Okay, so it's like a bunch of little ones and it creates like a massive one top of Yeah. But, okay, that's like, all located together. Okay. Anything else that you may have learned? Which is kind of funny now watching, you know, the previews of the race and so forth. Just everyone that's there just to support Messi and just hoping like someone's going to rip off a helmet and it's possibly going to be Messi entering <laughs> into the new motorsport. <laughs> like Top Gear stick vibes, you got uh, Lionel Messi on a KTM. Yeah, I don't know secret. if the broadcasting <laughs> got mixed in between. No, there's football mixing in with yeah. racing this weekend. But after he won the 2022 um, World FIFA World Cup, so many people were obviously inspired by him as you know, football being the largest sport in Argentina, that the government was so worried about everyone naming their children Messi and, like, the big influx of kids now being born and named Messi that they kind of put a band on it because they don't want mass confusion, which I could... That is crazy. That's like the dream for South Africa, having a bunch of little brands. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where South Africa needs to... To ban the, the, the name Brad. Well, I don't know. Maybe Argentinians are very inspired this weekend after Brad, you know, winning. The sprint race, yeah, oh, no. Um, it is definitely now on Brad's top five list of honeymoon destinations with him, you know, winning his first ever sprint race. So I think it's such a memorable place for him. Yeah, no. And I'm sure, uh, I think Courtney is the name, uh, Brad's fiance. She won't mind. Argentina is a beautiful place, yeah. So maybe let's get on to a little bit of the racing today. You, you briefly men- mentioned the sprint races. Tell me, so when it started and we saw Brad lining up in 15th, did it ever cross your mind that he may actually go and win that race? No, not starting off at 15th. You know, it's such a big leap that he had to catch up with all the other guys. But I mean, he just... From the first, he hit up, I think it was like on the right-hand side, and then he made yeah. that big gap jump, so that was quite cool. It was very really cool, and that you never expect, and I'm sure even you as a newbie to the sport would hear them all saying, it's so difficult to pass each other, it's so difficult to pass each other, and then someone like Brad comes along 
and passes 14 other people, stays in the front and actually take the win. Um, a little part of me, and I want to say I was sad, I was like, oh, yes, now Brad's won the sprint races. We're gonna but talk. he is normally good at yeah. making jumps. Like yeah. he is, but like that was like a leap, a leap yeah, of faith. He, he was like, no, and I thought to myself, you know what's going to happen? We Now, we, now we're going to talk so much about him because he won the sprint races. It's a hot topic for the weekend. We really get a sound bias. But yeah, I did he did phenomenally well. I have to. I think we need to mention Marco Bezeki as well. He he really did excellently well, and so even third place. What's his name? Luca. Yeah, Luca. Sorry, I forgot for a second there. Luca Marini. But then they kind of had like a bumping incident. Yeah, they had like and a little like moment. Scraps. It's actually quite funny because last week as well, the two Aprilias had like a moment, and this week they had a moment. So it seems like teammates are coming together here. And having and they moments had like and like their challenging own mini race within, within the race so within, was... within the teams, yeah. Luckily, well, not luckily, we want to see Jack in front, but Brad jumped so many places from the get go that he wasn't close to, to Jack to even have a little inter team quarrel going there. They did share a fist bump at the end. Then I also think it's uh, important for us to mention Alex Marquez. I uh, mentioned him briefly last week and I think he's like doing well. He actually qualified in pole position. His first MotoGP pole position. So I think that was very impressive from, from his side. Uh, didn't he struggle a bit last year and now he's kind of making... Yeah, no, 100%. He was, so he was on the LCR Honda last year. Shame. And I don't think the guy could buy a top 10 finish. I think he had one or two in his previous few years as a, as a rider. So again, it comes down to that thing. How much is the motorcycle? How much is it the rider? Um, Mark Marquez made a comment last year Ducati didn't win the world championship uh, or Pekka Vignay didn't win the, the world championship Ducati did so that's always something to take into consideration um, isn't Alex Mark Marquez's brother from what yeah. I understand so yeah, yeah, he has so kind yeah, of this legacy yeah. on his shoulders and then Marco and Luca are kind of from you know the Valentino Rossi legacy so it's like kind of the next generation like coming and battling it out and fighting it out yeah no that. That is an interesting point of view because, uh, like I explained to you earlier in the weekend about the VR46 Academy, a lot of these guys are coming through and they were like little siblings to, to Rossi. So, yeah, it is like a next generation battle. And interestingly enough, in, in, the, in, the, in the smaller or the, the, the other classes, MotoGP classes, Brad Binder and Alex Marquez used to fight for world championships. So, they also quite well acquainted. And I think Alex... Is doing excellent, but to live in Mark's shadow, I can't think it's easy. Eh? Well, to live in Rossi's shadow, I mean, yeah. the colors are even still. Yeah, <laughs> poor Luca Marini. That's that's actually maybe they should be like good mates, Luca and, and Alex, because they're both like trying to be. I don't want to say trying to be their brothers, but like they have a legacy to live up to in the family. Imagine family family dinners and and brothers getting into like a pissing like contest big. like they do. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure to have on your shoulders <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah, no, definitely. This being a MotoGP podcast, and I guess we have to talk about the races as well. We did touch on the sprint race briefly. Brad Binder passing 14 other riders to get to the first place and win. Um, the VR46 Academy riders doing very, very well in the sprint race. I'm sure Valentino Rossi is having a glass of wine somewhere. And then the main race, I'm going to sound like a proper ADHD child here, but kind of boring, but we can expect that. Wet weather conditions, guys not taking massive risks. One of the big talking points is Brad going down on the first lap, 
there was a little bit of an investigation there, but uh, nothing of it, and I think that's fair. It was just a racing incident. Uh, Maverick Vinales wasn't malicious. He went on the inside, and yeah, I think it's. I think that was a fair result. What was your general opinion about the sprints in the main nation? Eh? Um, well, I would say for me, it's just the sprints are obviously more exciting and faster and faster pace. And um, where I think it's just the sprints is like pure talent and just comes to show who's like the better rider and then. The normal Sunday race for me is more technical about the bike, about the tyres, about the track, how you're going to manage all that together to get the win. Yeah, no, 100%. I think you, you're, you're accurate you, in your assessment there. There's a lot more. I don't want to say the guys winning Sunday races are less talented, but there's more, a lot more management that goes into the Sunday race. I also think we need to mention uh, Joe and Zarko. Picked up about a second a lap at the end there to almost uh, come and take victory. I say almost, he was still four seconds off the pace, but he overtook Morbidelli and Alex Marquez, I think it was. So, well then, well done to Joe and Zarko. And I think it was a, yeah, it was a, a little bit more, you wouldn't know because you're quite new to the sport, but years ago there was a bigger talent gap. And these are the type of races you would have seen in MotoGP where people go and win with four or five seconds. Ahead, it's much less uh, bargy bumping each other. But yeah, the other thing very noteworthy is Pekka Benyaya in second place, going falling off the bike in the main race with about six laps to go. Do you think that's gonna have an impact on his championship race? Surely at that stage, the more clever thing would have been just to take the points, play it safe, and make sure you finish the race instead of falling off. Yeah, but I think it's just like a pride thing also. And it's like very funny that Brad won yesterday. He fell and then Pekka's like your number one norm to win all and has won all the championships is always ahead. And then they both just end last. Like that's quite... Yeah, they had a little bit of a battle there at the end. Um, I, th- I was telling you today, yes, I hope it's a good race and I hope there's a few battles. If I would have bet, never bet my house on seeing a battle for 16th and 17th place like eight seconds behind and it's Brad Binder with one wing and Paco Bignai without a foot pick fighting for 16th and 17th. So and even like Zarka, like I was literally watching the ad beforehand and I was like, I don't really know much about this rider. I don't, he hasn't stood out for me and then there he goes to second place and he won a yeah. lot. So I just thought that was super random. Zarko's unfortunate case, we might need to look at him next week for Shanae's pick of the week because people might crucify me. I don't think I'm wrong, but I, I'm wrong, but I might be. He has never won a MotoGP race. So, very talented, one of the older gentlemen. Well, he's that's like what always, trying to battle it out yeah, now. Always like top five and he was always there, but he's like just never made that step. And yeah, he's one of the older toppies with the Lacia Spargo and the... Well, I think uh, it's also now cool for Bezeki to win, you know, it's the first one for the VR46 team. Yeah, that was, up, so we have to cool. chat about that. Yeah, VR46, Valentino Rossi, I'm must sure. Be yeah, must now. be celebrating. must be having a jaw. And it just validates all his hard work. Two, three years in the championship, like you say, validating the hard work. Two, three years in the championship. I'm sure they're going to have a few drinks tonight. And Bezeki is obviously very talented. I think all those academy guys are talented. You can't see someone like Valentino Rossi taking a bunch of guys into his academy that doesn't have immense talent. He's like the best of all time. But it's already showing also. Yeah, no. It's going to be interesting season to see where that goes. And 
how many ones VR46 can actually now get. Yeah, no, that's true. But it's a little bit scary, these Ducatis, how they're dominating. I really think Dorna and motor, the motorsports industry or the FIM or whoever it is that control these things need to look at how many Ducatis there are on the grid. And I know it's a good thing and people want to be competitive, but you also don't want the thing where it's only Ducatis winning. It's going to become stale, you understand what I'm saying? I guess it's not really Ducati's fault that they have a good bike. They're going to monopolize MotoGP. So hopefully they can just find ways to get the the Yamahas and the Hondas, especially the Japanese manufacturers, like back on equal playing field because you don't want more manufacturers pulling out of the sport. Do you think if it continues, will there ever just be like Ducati MotoGP race where it's all the Ducatis against each other and then you have a mixed MotoGP race where it's now... Uh, that that might be an option. I don't know. Never say never. It sounds like a very far-fetched thing, but you should never say never. In my personal opinion, that would be the most fair way to see actually who the real world champion is. Because how do you determine a world champion if they're on such different equipment? If you want to know who the real world champion is, you put them on similar or the same equipment. You understand what I'm saying? You can't be rugby world cup champions, but the... Boots you wear is better some than the other team. Some of them have rocks yeah. in it sometimes. 100%. Like. <laughs> so, to, to really determine a real world champion, you need to be able to, to put Give them, them on the same equipment, same equipment same yeah. playing field, basically. 100%. But even saying that, it sounds so far-fetched because remember at the end of the day, these are all motorcycle manufacturers who sell motorcycles. So, a big part of them doing this is to boost their own motorcycle sales. So, if KTM starts doing well, Brad Binder wins races, Jack Miller wins races you'll see the boost in sales. And that's where, I don't want to say it's the main reason for doing it, but it's the main thing. So if it was just a Ducati thing, yes, you'll be able to fairly determine a world champion, but how are you going to have other manufacturers like promoting their brands and stuff? But yeah, there's a lot of stuff like rebranding and uh, like like gas cases. Actually, that's actually a KTM machine, but it gets all the gas cases. So there's a lot of rebranding. There's a lot of technical stuff these guys do, but... Do I see a championship with one manufacturer and one bike? I don't think so at this stage at this stage of the game, but it would be interesting. Maybe there should be two premier classes. You should have one for... Well, maybe they should put it to a test because if Ducati is monopolizing the whole MotoGP field and, I mean, these guys go out and they try and they try and if they just have better equipment... Yeah, we say that and we're so worried about this, but what happened in the sprint yesterday? Yeah, but that's not managing the bikes. It's not really about your equipment. It's about going and pushing yourself 100%. to the limit. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right. It's talent. It's the talent versus bike management that we chatted about a few seconds ago. I think we could debate about it for hours, but I'm sure uh, Dorna and MotoGP look at these things and they'll stay ahead of it, or we hope we do, so we can see the, the sport grow. But yeah, you always sit down as a fan and wonder, who is the actual most talented rider? I think we know what our opinion is, but does the rest of the world feel the same way? The other thing I thought that was maybe worth mentioning is the point system for the sprint race. So in a normal race, you get points from 1 to 12 or 13th, I think it is. In the sprint race, you only get points from position 1 to position 9. So the question is, the guys running in the sprint race, that's four lap, laps left, let's say, and they are 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. What is motivation for them to keep running? Because they kind of know they're out of the points. Do you understand what I'm saying? They, why would they want to risk it? It's a very difficult thing. 
Do you think uh, the guys should reconsider the point system for the sprint race so there's motivation for those guys at the back to actually push and not just be like, give up? Because theoretically speaking, they could just pull around and go into the pits now and just stop because there's no worth for them to keep going. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I don't think so because we've seen how big impact a few seconds can have. I mean, even with the sprints yesterday, it could have easily been Berseki's one two wins in one weekend yeah so yeah no i i think i understand what you're saying like and i think that's why brad and, and peko stayed out there after they fell as well because it changes within a split second and if someone goes down or falls or anything it, it can change and, and all they of a sudden fall you and the they can take out yeah. a few people and then everyone climbs yeah, the race point. yeah no i hear what you're saying so yeah just just to end off the chat about the race I think the the main race itself not not the most exciting, but true lovers of the sport like I think you're becoming will enjoy that. It's uh, art. It's the guys in the wet on wet tires. The sprint race absolutely what we expected it to be. What it was the first weekend. Great. Is there anything you you think you'd like to add, or is, do you agree with me? What we did? Well, I just want to know like after now the second weekend who. Have you changed your mind about so who's now on your watch list that you want to really like focus on on this season? Who surprised you? If I can ask it that way, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put a rider down. I'm gonna put a team down. I think VR forty six is actually much better than we expected them to be. We always expected them to be good on on Ducati equipment, but that uh, Rossi nurtured talent on a Good, not the best, because they are last year's Ducatis, but so not the best Ducatis, but that Rossi nurture talent on on decent equipment. You just saw the Bezeki brilliance today, so absolutely well done to Marco Bezeki. It was a great race, and I think so. Yeah, that definitely my my point of view. Guys, yeah. So now we get on to a new segment of the show. Last week we had Teach Me Daddy, and uh, Shanae almost cancelled me, so we decided to scrap. Teach me, Daddy. Shanae will still ask some questions regarding MotoGP if she feels to during the show, but the new segment is going to go around Shanae asking me some or reading me some quotes that she found online from, from writers, and I'm going to try and guess who that writer was. So, guys, if you enjoy the segment, just give a shout-out and maybe help us get a name. We need we need cool names for our segment, so leave a comment on our social media. Let's try and get a cool name for the segment. Okay, first quote is... Okay. I'll get my mother to go to the shop and buy me a lot of new underwear because I think I'll need them. <laughs> that sounds like... Who can that be? That sounds like John Mia on the back of Brad's bike because he's shit scared. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me take a proper case. Who is uh, witty and funny? Who's witty? Jack Miller. Yes. Oh, that to be Jack. So surprising. Okay, next we have... Um, okay, the quote says, If I'm calling you dude or amigo during the weekend, it's because I can't remember your name. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yes, you catching me. I'm going to... Uh, amigo sounds like Spanish. So it has to be a Spanish rider. Um, okay, question. Is it a current rider on the grid? No. No, okay. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo? No. Not Lorenzo. Um, I don't think you'll get this one. It's actually hard. <laughs> is it hard? Yeah, I just thought it was very funny as well. It is very funny. Who, who was it? Colin Edwards. Colin Edwards? Yeah. Do you know who Colin Edwards is? 
He seemed like a big deal. So he was a, a, a MotoGP rider from America. Oh, uh, Texas. The Texas Tornado, yes. Okay. So that's what they used to call him. So he was one of the big MotoGP stars from the United States. Okay, last one, and we'll end it off on a little sweet note. So yeah. the quote says, I respect him a lot. I'll always say it. I'd like to be like him in the future, but it will be really difficult. Surely that's Mark Mark is speaking about Valentino Rossi. Yes. Oh, yes. Did but you watch that one? I didn't, but it just sounds like them before they beefed. So they did get along before the massive beef they had. Um, going into that beef, we'll need a three-hour three podcast, but yeah. Mark, you, you have to respect each other at, 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 on some level, I think, when you're like the two greatest ever. With Rossi being the biggest commercial name in the sport, then Mark is probably the biggest talent ever. So, yeah, it just sounded like some friendly disassery, if you can call it that. Guys and girls, we then get to the final segment of the week again. This one we decided to keep. It's called Sinead's Pick of the Week. She picks one driver or one rider that she, she likes or that she found interesting, and then she has a little bit of a chat about him. So, Sinead, who's your rider of the week? Well, this week I just thought, because um, I kind of saw him now, you know, in front of the logs because he wasn't, you know, having so much face time with the camera as everyone else, like the Marquezes and everyone. Yeah. Um, so, because he kind of did well. So I chose um, Frankie Morbidelli. Okay, Frankie, interesting choice. Not a lot of people speak about him lately, so... What can you tell us about Frankie? Well, he's definitely on the Valentino Rossi team, being like very good friends with him, and he's you know expressed a lot that that's where he gets influenced by is by his coming friend. through the academy, obviously with Pecco and and the rest of the guys. Yeah, the the Rossi influence must is, is massive with Frankie, hundred percent. Yeah, so he's definitely in that clique. Yes. I don't know if there's a Marquez clique and a Rossi clique, but that's something I've picked up. Yeah, what do you think, like? Talking about clicks, I always wonder. So, Inaya Bastianini in particular always catches my eye when it comes to these type of things. So, you got uh, Paseco Peco, Be- uh, um, Luca Marini, Bezecchi, and Morbidelli, and the guys coming out of VR46 Academy. They're all Italians, they're all friends with Rossi, they're all in the Rossi clique, if you want to call it that. And then Inaya Bastianini is Italian on an Italian motorcycle, but he wasn't a part of an academy. Do you think there's like a click going on there? Do you think they push Inaya one side? Or what do you think? Well, I don't think any of them are, like, rude, but I think there's just, like, an unwritten thing with just like... preference of who you hang out with. But I think we can do, you know, some some investigation Yeah, into maybe that. some so research. Just, that would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, just chat yeah. to people. Because, okay. like, the saying? fans pick up on a lot. Yeah. Um, And then something else I also picked up, that he has the whole animal kingdom as his pets, because we have a dog, Axel, a cat named Lydia and a turtle Victoria. So okay, have... so he's a big pet guy. Yeah. I don't know that. So that's very. Cool. I did not pick him as one of those. I have to be honest, but you know what they say: don't judge a book by its by its cover, I guess. And then also just hoping for his safety now in Argentina because I picked up that he's a big Neymar fan. Oh my goodness! Brazil versus Argentina and more South like the South American derby. Yeah, oh so I'm goodness. hoping he's not wearing his Neymar shirts out because. <laughs> so guys, at the time of recording this podcast, we can confirm that Franco Morbidelli is still safe. He hasn't put on a Neymar jersey yet. He will. Let's hope he will survive. Let's hope he makes it out. Yeah. Home alive. Yeah. 
Um, I just want to end the segment off on a sweet note as well. Is um, So he won an award for his anti-racism helmet. So on his helmet, he has the word equality on in different, in different um, languages. So it was inspired by his, the movies from Spike Lee, um, Do the Right Thing. Okay, that's really cool. I have to say, I kind of take back my... I don't want to say that I had a bad opinion about Frankie, but that's the whole thing. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover because now hearing that he's an animal lover, that's like a massive tick to both of us. Um, that's important because I think you learn a lot from a person or about a person by how they treat animals. And now doing the right thing and using his platform to showcase equality, that is so important. So shout out to Frankie Morbidelli. Yeah, so he obviously wanted to bro- bring a lot of attention to the Black Lives Matter situation. And- okay. That's you know. cool. Never knew that. Yeah, apologies, guys. There was a motorbike in the background. We we're not going to edit that out. You can't edit out the motorbike. I don't really ask your friends to just <laughs> ride <laughs> just their motorbike. Zoom by quickly. Just some extra. Not, not a bad effect. idea. Devil, if you're listening to this, bring that motorcycle of yours. We want a, We want some background noise there, some effects. So, Breeze, I just want to end this podcast with on a, like, a note of appreciation. The first person I want to give a special shout out to is a person by the name of Nick. So Nick has a podcast with his bunny Ronnie called Rugby Punted. It's available on all platforms. So if you're a rugby fan, just give it a like and a subscribe. I was on their podcast end last year and they really made me fall in love with, with podcasting and everything around it. And then Nick's been so great with helping me and helping with the distribution and, and guiding me on how to do things. So Special shout out to Nick. It's been awesome and we appreciate the paying it forward. I hope one one day I can do the same and the, the South African podcasting industry can grow. Then the second person I also feel needs a little bit of a shout out is a person with the name Rob. So Rob is associated with Motorrider World. Um, they're a media house or he's a journalist. I'm not 100% sure how it happens, but uh, you will often see Rob as a South African on social media giving us updates on Brad and Darren Binder. And all things South African racing. So that's just a special shout out. A lot of the content and a lot of the information we receive is from videos that Rob posts. So it's very cool. I think it's very nice that there's South African journalists or media houses that really focus on positive things. There's absolutely no sensationalism and anything around it. They're just pure Brad Binder, Darren Binder fans. And it's awesome to see. It's uh, really nice watching the videos. So... If you get a chance, maybe follow Motorrider World. It's very interesting, uh, very like a content. So special shout out. Thanks, Rob. We appreciate all the effort you do for the, the sport. Then, guys, next week on the show, we'll briefly chat a little bit about Kota. We'll do a preview show on Kota, Race of the Americas. We're still wondering whether Mark Marquez will be back. Surely he will. A little bit of a break. Fast and fanatic start to the MotoGP season. But we wouldn't have it any other way. Please remember to like and subscribe to our podcast on the whatever listening platform it is you're listening to on, and uh, see you guys in a week. Bye. Oh, okay.